Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. Man, good morning. Again, hey, if you're a first-time guest, we just want to thank you for again for just being here. And we're so honored you're here today. And uh, just checking us out. We hope this can be a place that you can call home. And, uh, you know, my wife, she mentioned uh, just your generosity, the three ways that we have to give. But also because of your generosity, not only of everything you see that we do here, um, that your gift goes towards, but also today, what's really unique is um, I have a slide, but we have eight churches that we, we are supporting that are launching today. So today they're launching, so Accent Church, and uh, let's see here, Virginia, Indiana, Texas, Two churches in Texas, North Carolina, Michigan, another church in Texas, and Pensacola, Florida. And so even Pensacola, Florida, they're in the heat of that hurricane, still having their service. And so we kind of just give it up for those churches that are planting right now. Today's their first day, and we have a hand in that, in our generosity with that. Uh, also today, NFL begins. How many pump for the NFL? NFL begins. NFL begins. And so I will preach as quick as I can, and then we can go home and watch football. Cool. And uh, we're in a series called Building People, and in this series, we've been going through the book of Philippians. So how many were here last week? My wife drew it down. She tore it up last week, and so you can listen to the podcast there and uh, catch up on that. But I'm going to jump right into the book of Philippians, chapter 3, and we're going to go 12 through 14. Chapter 3, 12 through 14. If you have your Bibles with you, you can open them up. Also, we have Bibles available to you on the size that you can take for free, but feel free to jump on, you know, the new school, like, digital format, so you can jump on your iPhone, your Android, your Galaxy, your flip phone, maybe we'll figure out a way, but you can use the Uversion app, even take notes on Facebook, check in on Facebook, tell the world you're at Avenue, and say, here are some messages, points today, and so we're so excited to go through the book of Philippians. I'm going to jump in, because I'm pumped, I'm excited for this, everyone else excited? You ready for this? I see some Green Bay shirts on. God, I'm praying for you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Philippians chapter 3. Let's jump into this. This is Paul. He's sitting in prison, and he's writing this letter to a church plant, about 14 years old now, and he's writing to a church plant in the city of Philippi that he started. And this is what he begins to say. He says, I didn't mean to say that I've already achieved these things. So in the beginning of chapter 3, he's talking about perfection. He goes, I'm not, I'm not trying to say I've achieved all these things or that I have already reached perfection. I'm going to pause right there. How many know here at Avenue Church, there's no perfect people here? How many know at Avenue Church, we're all a little screwed up, a little bit messed up, but we have Jesus in our life, amen? And so there's no perfect people here. We want to be a hospital and we want to be a launch pad. So there's no perfect people here. There's even Raiders fans and we love them too. No perfect people. But I press on, this is what he says, but I press on to possess that perfection. I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it, but I focus, I look, I focus on this one thing. And so he's a preacher, so he lists two things, all right? I focus on this one thing. Here's two things, all right? I'm, I'm going to close now, and here goes another 30 minutes in the message. So I'm going to, I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on. Say, press on. 
I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. So I press on to finish the race. Someone told me they ran 13 miles yesterday. I was like, how? How is that possible? Why? She pressed on to finish the race. So let's pray this morning. It's going to be a good word. I'm excited. Father, thank you for this great church. Thank you for the amazing people that are here today. That Father, I'm so honored that we can, we can, Father, I'm so honored we could use this church to build people, not people to build a church. So Father, I just pray today we begin to experience freedom in your word. We begin to experience the life-giving message of Jesus Christ, Father. And God, I'm so thankful that the Patriots brutally lost on Thursday night. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Did you feel that? I felt the anointing of the Lord on Thursday night. So, I have a major motive today. I have two major motives today. My motive is always to help you find your next step. Everyone here in this room, we all have a different step to take. But my motive is to get you moving forward. And so there's two things I'm really concentrating on just today. is obviously growth track at 1045. That today, uh, yesterday, uh, last week, excuse me, step one, Dave and Linda Shipley graduated from, from the entire thing. Um, they were telling me, the growth track team was telling me, there's uh, someone else that's going to be joining step two today. They're going to graduate from the entire growth track. So I love that you could jump in at any time. But also groups. Groups are so important because we are not a church. We're not a church with groups. We are a church of small groups. That we do life together. That is my desire to preach a message, not just for today, but a message for you on Monday. And that is to jump into a group that therefore you have somebody in your life 24-7 that will help you to press on, to possess that perfection. When I was in high school, I was actually part of a group. And in high school, it was a free market group. And see, a free market means we're, we're, we're gathered together on a common interest. And that was doing stupid things. Doing stupid things in high school. Now, it was me and my friends, but we were, we were church guys. Now, notice I didn't say Christian guys, all right? We were in the church, but we didn't have a relationship with Jesus. Ladies, if you want to find a good man, you can go to church. That's a good place to look. But find yourself a godly man, one who raises his hands, one who serves on the A-team, and one who maybe sings right here in this general area named Daniel Sanchez. Okay? Love you, Dan. But our common interest was pranking my youth pastor. We loved to prank my youth pastor. And so out, and typically every Friday night, we would get together and we would develop a plan. And we started out small, okay? It wasn't like we had a gateway thing. The gateway was ring the doorbell and run away, right? That was hilarious, right? That was fun. Then we said, okay, that's kind of lame. So we did the flaming bag of poo, all right? We found some uh, dog stuff and put the bag on there and lit it on fire. He opened the door and he didn't do anything. So that didn't work. We did the toilet paper. We toilet paper at his house. That was kind of fun. But there was one night, and I grew up in North Dakota where there's about, you know, 20 feet of snow. Okay, maybe three or four feet of snow. And one day a year, everyone in North Dakota back then, like five years ago, I was in high school, right? Back then, they had real trees for Christmas in their house. So one day a year, the city would designate a curb site where you could put the tree on the curb and they'll pick up your live tree, and they'll take it to the dump for you. So that night, I noticed, I said, guys, today is tree day. Today is tree day. And they said, really? I said, you got, I got a truck, and I got a group. So I looked at my friends, and I said, let's go. 
So what we did is we got my pickup truck, we drove around several communities, and we loaded up the back of my truck with Christmas trees. I mean, it was stacked high. I don't know how many we had in there, but it was jam-packed. If you begin to drive down the road, we would lose one or two. That's how full it was. So we got to my youth pastor's house. His lights are all off. There's, a, there's three feet of snow. So we take the first tree, and we pop it into the snow, and it stands upright. We said, we're going to do his entire yard. It's going to be awesome, like a forest of trees. So we got three or four in. It looks beautiful. All of a sudden, his lights turn on. And we said, what? I thought he was sleeping. He's old, right? He's sleeping. We learned that we had a snitch in our group. Now, if you're in a group today and you sign up, what, 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 what is said in that group stays in that group. <laughs> so unbeknownst to us, a door flies open, and my youth pastor recruited college guys. A high schooler, a college guy, is terrifying. They had eggs. So they were egging us and egging my truck, which was my dad's truck. And so we, we freaked out. I got into the truck. I peeled out. Two guys jump in the back. One guy jumps in the passenger. Th- it was open, right? Jumps through the passenger window. I just grab his belt, and I take off. The fourth guy just runs into the woods. We never saw him again. I said, bye, Judas. So we take off down the road. These college guys get in their car and follow us, throwing eggs at us and trying to get. So we're freaking out. We don't know what to do. Anxiety is building up. We're afraid, but we are, we are in a group. We're in this together. So I go down University Drive, which is one of the main drives, and all of a sudden, they're, they're behind us. They're throwing eggs, and the word of the Lord came to me. And I turned to my friends that were in the back of the truck with the trees, and I say, boys, they said, yes, leader, you know. I said, chuck the trees. They said, what? I said, chuck the trees. It was like a ship was going down. They said, great idea. And they're throwing trees off the back of the truck. The car runs over one. All of a sudden, they're trying to swerve, and we're chucking trees all the way down the busiest street in Fargo, North Dakota at midnight. We got away from them. Why? Because we're better together. <laughs> we, we, we had a small article in the newspaper that next day. I don't know who it was, but they made it. Why do I tell you that this morning? Because I, I believe that God wants you to start chucking some things out of your life. I believe that God wants you to start chucking things that are weighing you down. I believe that God wants you to start chucking some things and leaving it in the past so you can move forward. Is that good this morning? Decent? That's all right. So the title of my message today, if you're taking notes, because the devil can't take it off paper, if you're tweeting it, Facebooking it, write this down. title of my message today is Let's Go. Let's Go. Turn to your neighbor and say, let's go. Turn to your other neighbor you just neglected and say, let's go. Let's go. And so here's the title of my message today is Let Go. Because the apostle, the apostle Paul wrote this portion of Scripture. He's sitting in prison, and he sends it to a church plant, and he's saying, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and to receive the heavenly prize through God, through Jesus Christ. So three quick points this morning. We're going to get out of here quick because I really would love to get people in growth track and into a group. Point number one, how do we go? How do we press on? How do we possess perfection? Right, number one, forget but remember. 
Forget, but remember. Forget, but remember. Now, as a pastor, I do want to encourage you. Sometimes we have to look at the past once and acknowledge it and then give it to Jesus. Say, Father, here is, here is what's weighing me down. Here is what I've come from. Here is my background. Here is my past, and I give it to you once and for all. Because the past will become your present if you don't give it to Jesus. Your past will become your present if you don't give it to Jesus. See, your past is typically the places in your heart that you don't want to give to God. God's going to judge me. God's going to, he's going to point his finger at me. God's going to be upset with me. Now, I want to challenge you this morning. Don't lie to you about yourself. Because God knows. God knows. He's a God of grace. He's a God of mercy. He's a God that says, just acknowledge it and give it to me, and I will bring freedom into your life, and I will bring healing into your life. It's that past pain. It's that past history. It's that situation that has caused you to break down in your car, break down in this, this mode of spirituality, and not progressing towards what God has in your life. We have a, a mirror on the side of our car. The one on the left side is kind of broken. It's a long story. But the one on the other side of the car has a wording on it. It says, objects, objects and mirror seem closer than they appear. I want to encourage you this morning, if the things in your past appear a little too close, you need to find freedom in your life. Because if you look into that mirror and you're looking back at that past and you go, oh, that hurts. Because I'm here to tell you, when you experience freedom, we have four steps here. It's know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. That when you begin to know who Jesus is, when you give him your heart and say, Lord, I want to give it your, I want to give your way a try. I want to know who you are. Instantly, you'll begin to find freedom. And we'll begin to walk in that mode of freedom. We begin to go on the journey of freedom. But I used to think people were kind of crazy. Because the Bible says in John chapter 8, then you will know God, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You know what true freedom is? We could talk about it. You know what true freedom is? Is that your tragedy now becomes a testimony. That your past behind, your past hurts, now become a tool and a resource for others. I used to think, when people tell their testimony, I'd be like, why are you saying that? Because I was still living in my tragedy. When I begin to experience freedom, I begin to get really excited to hear what God has done for others. Because that excites me because it can happen inside of me. People tell their testimony, I'd be like, bro, are you sure you want to share that? Like, what if there's police in the audience? You know what I mean? Like, bro, are you sure you want to share that? Like, this might shed you in a bad light. But what they're doing is they're sharing their testimony of what Jesus Christ has done in their life, that they've been set free and they're moving on. It's behind them, it's in the past, and they're pressing forward. I think that's a good place to say amen. Paul said, I am not perfect, but I'm still running. I'm not perfect, but I'm still running. Will you run with me? See, Psalm 77 says this, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. I remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. So we are to forget, but let's also remember. Let's remember what God has done. 
Let's remember that seven months ago, Avenue Church launched. And since we launched seven months ago, we have seen, documented, 97 people accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's amazing. Why? We remember what God has done. I remember last year going, how are we going to do this? How are we going to start a church? How is this going to happen? And now fast forward today and say, our God is a big God. Our God can do miracles. He can do extraordinary things in Jesus' name. But you know what the best thing to remember? The best thing to remember is that Jesus Christ, he died on a cross and he paid the penalty he paid the bill. He called the collectors and said, yo, I'm paying the price for that one and that one and this one, that we could experience freedom in Christ Jesus. See, Paul isn't telling us to forget the goodness of Jesus, but instead what he's saying is that he wants to forget anything behind him that might rob him of his pursuit of Jesus Christ. Anything that will rob him of his pursuit of Jesus Christ. This week, my son, he's five years old, and this week, out of nowhere, he wakes up, and he comes downstairs, and he says, uh, Mom and Dad, take off my training wheels off my bike. Like a gangster, you know what I mean? Like, he walked up, and he's like, take my training wheels off today. And we're like, really? Like, we haven't ridden a bike in a while? Okay, sure. And so we, like, drop everything and take the training wheels off, and, you know, you're five, and you're on training wheels. Let's go up to the driveway. Now, how many have taught your son or your daughter to ride a bike? It's exhausting. Hello? A lot of running. Why? And so we get him on that bike, and, and since mom's there, you know, he has a helmet on, knee pads, elbow pads. He's got padded every day. All right, I'm from old school, baby. Just go. Just go. So I get him on that bike, and I'm holding his seat, and he's like, Dad, don't let go. I said, I'm not going to let go, son. I'm not going to do it. And so as I'm running down the street, and I'm holding on to his seat, he's saying, Dad, don't let go. Don't let go. And I'm saying, pedal, pedal, come on, pedal. Pedal, keep pedaling. And finally he goes, Dad, let go. And I said, pedal, pedal. And he starts to pedal more. And how many know with that momentum, you can't fall down? How many know that when you stall, that's when you fall? When you stall, that's when you fall. How many know you got to be careful who's around you? You got to be careful who's holding on to your seat. You got to be careful who you allow in your life to say, let's go. We're going to pedal. You got this. You got this. Keep going. Keep going. Why? Because if you're in a group, if you stall, we fall. We're in this together. I'm not going to allow you to fall and go, oh, that sucks. Yeah, pray for that guy over there. <laughs> but we're going to pick him back up, dust him off, dust her off, and say, let's get back on and let's keep moving. Let's keep pressing on towards the goal. Let's keep pressing on so we can possess perfection in Christ Jesus. Amen? So that's point number one. Point number one is forget but remember. Point number two is move and press on. Move and press on. Paul says, I press on to possess the perfection that I will not allow my present I will not allow my past to become my present. I'm allowing it to become my past. I want to do a quick illustration. I'm going to call Dan Sanchez up here. Come on, Dan. Come on. Come here, Dan. Now, I'm going to go as quick as I can because I want to be a good steward of time. But here's Dan. Now, Dan at this moment, he's going to represent that thing in your life that's holding you back. He's going to represent something that you wish was behind you, but it's still right here. 
It's going to represent maybe it's doubt, maybe it's fear, maybe it's lack of faith, maybe it's something in your life right now that you need healing from. Maybe it's a past hurt, a past scenario, a past uh, pain. And I want to encourage you, this might seem really simple, but the Bible says to leave in the past and it says to press on. So if I have Dan and he's right here, and this might be easy, but I'm going to press on, and when I press on, he is now behind me. But the problem is, sometimes we keep looking back. But if I begin to press forward into the things of Jesus Christ, eventually he becomes further and further away from me. Eventually he's back there. Eventually I'll begin to forget about him. Sometimes for some people, I want you to follow me just for a little bit. Sometimes we say, you know what? I'm dealing with this in my life, but I'm going to press on. I'm going to press on to possess the perfection that Christ has for my life. And if I press on and he's still right there, guess what? I'm going to keep pressing on, although he's following me. I'm going to keep pressing on because I know it's here, but eventually I'm going to get there. Eventually I will possess the perfection that I have in Christ Jesus. Do you, where you going, bro? Where you? Thank you, Dad. I believe that illustration could set us free. I know he's back there, but I'm moving ahead. I know he's back there, but I'm pressing on. I'm moving forward. My wife, I love her very much. But when we drive in a car, you know it's coming, huh? We drive in a car. If I'm driving, she's in the passenger seat. She is amazing at what's going on around her. I mean, she's just, I think that's most ladies, right? Ladies just know everything that's going on. Guys are very, we're very focused. And so if we're at a stoplight, and how many know it goes red, right? And then just green, right? If it's green, it goes yellow, red. And if it's red, it goes boom, green. If I'm at a stoplight, you know, just catching up on Facebook or, you know, if I'm turning and talking to my son or if I'm looking at my beautiful wife, I mean, every time I look at her, I just get captivated. I can't look away. So beautiful. Or if, even if I'm staring at the light, like I'm looking, because I know it's coming. Anytime that red light turns green, it goes boop. Instantly, she's like, it's green. <laughs> I mean, one time I was staring at it and went, boop, green. I was, ah. <laughs> like, now I want to beat her to it. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm revving. <laughs> Somebody thinks I'm racing. I'm like, it's about to turn green. <laughs> and every time we go, boop, it's green. But I tell you that because as I was praying for you this week, I believe there's many of us who are attending Avenue Church. There's many of us who are learning about Christ, and and we want to move forward. But God is saying, I have given you a green light. It is green in Jesus' name that you are not condemned. You are not a nobody. You are not a loser. But you've been bought with a price. You are God's masterpiece, that he is the author and the perfecter of your faith, that he has given you a green light to say it is time to take your next step. It is time to move forward. I want to use you. In Jesus' name. So we need to forget, but we need to move. Yes, I'm in Christ. Yes, I found him. Yes, he's found me. But I'm going to go on the path of my journey. Read this in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. It says this. i got to read this together. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. See, even heaven has a group. Can you guys come back at 11? I need a little shout, all right? <laughs> By such a great cloud of witnesses, let us also 
lay aside every weight. Let us lay aside sin, which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Lay down that weight, lay down that sin, and let's move forward. We're going to look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who by, I want you to catch this, who for, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He found joy in going to the cross because he knew we were looking at him. We knew we had our eyes fixed on Jesus. And he said, I'm going to die on the cross and pay the penalty for their sin so I can perfect their faith. So I can use them for my praise and my glory, despising shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen and amen. I went mountain biking a few weeks ago. And you all know the story where I got the stitches right here and I almost died. Remember that? And after I fell, my friend Mike, he helped me back up and I'm bleeding, I had to get stitches. And he said something to me. He said, hey, I was with a professional one time. And he gave me a tip. And I said, you realize you're giving me the tip after I fell? You know, like, after I died, you gave me, now, now you're giving me some advice? And he said, the professional said that whatever you look at on the trail, since you're going so fast, whatever you look at is where you're going to go. So when I was going down the trail, I saw a big rock. <laughs> I said, oh, big rock. I better not hit that rock. And I'm staring at that rock. What happened? I hit the rock and I almost died. You're lucky I'm here today. <laughs> but the professional said, you need to look, because wherever you look, that's where you're going to go. So don't look at the rock. Don't look at the obstacles. Don't look at things in your path that's going to slow you down. He said, I need you to look at the clear path. I need you to look at where you're supposed to go. That's why the Bible says, look to Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. In Jesus' name, if we keep our eyes on him, we cannot fail in Jesus' name. So Paul said, you can clap right now, come on. So Paul said, I press on for perfection so I can possess perfection. What is perfection? It's being like Jesus and surrounding yourself with others that are like Jesus. And perfection is heaven. That someday we get to go to a place to be with the Father, be with the King of kings, the Lord of lords, in our heavenly bodies, in our perfect bodies. So when I get there, it's going to look about the same. Now, you guys are tough. All right. But here's my last point. I don't know why my wife chuckled, but that's okay. And here's my last point. Just join a group. How do I press on? How do I move forward? Join a group. You know, two years ago, I was in a 5K marathon. I handed out water. I didn't run it. <laughs> That's just wrong. But you know, it was fun to be at that 4K mark. As people ran by, we'd give them water and we would cheer them on. Come on, you got this. It was just fun to do that. We begin to run alongside them when they show up. And then we would stop and say, keep going, you know. But then I saw this one lady came around the corner. She was dead last. She was barely jogging, like I could walk faster than her. It's funny, she came around. We gave her a cup of water and we begin to run with her. We begin to cheer her on, say, you got this. It doesn't matter where you're at, you're moving forward. It doesn't matter where you're at, but let's go. Let's move forward. You're going to do this. You're going to finish. 
It was fun, but the words of affirmation in the group that formed around her, that particular marker, she began to run again. She began to pick up her speed. She got her second win. And that's what groups is all about. Man, when you meet, maybe it's a Wednesday or a Thursday night. Maybe it's Sunday afternoon. But when you get together in that group, you get the reminder that I'm not going to look back, but I'm going to press on. And I got a group of people around me that are going to push me, a group of people around me that are going to encourage me, and a group of people around me that help me to possess the perfection in Christ Jesus. You know, everywhere we go, we're in a group. Whether you're, you're at work and you have a group of, of people that you work with, that's a group. Whether you're going to go to a, a bar tonight, a Sunday night, uh, football, that's a group. It's the same people that you do life with. But here's the difference with an avenue group. With an avenue group, we're centered around Christ Jesus. But I got a quote, Rocky's trainer, Adrian said to Rocky, excuse me, Adrian said to Rocky, there's only one thing I want you to do. You say, oh, Adrian, boy, you know, there's one thing I want you to do. He says, what? She says, win. That's what avenue groups are all about. We want you to win. We want you to grow in your faith. We want you to find that next step. And when you get that next step, here's another step. And let's keep progressing towards Christ. See, if you're only stuck on your yesterdays, you won't grow into the fullness of your true purpose and place with Christ Jesus. Just a moment, we're going to see a water baptism. I just want to share a quick story with you. Is that there's a young man, his name was Tony. When Tony's about 11 years old, his parents separated. It was kind of an on-off thing. and He's going to file for divorce. And one day, mom showed up with his dad and the whole family went to a movie. They had a great day, and he thought, I think my parents are going to get back together. But unbeknownst to him, that evening, his mom committed suicide. And that hurt and that pain began to destroy him. Begin to question God, begin to question relationship, begin to question his own life. As he began to grow into his high school years, he turned to temporary satisfaction, drugs, uh, severely, uh, pretty severe in drugs, alcohol, different girls. He even went to prison for a few altercations, for a few things. And he said one day he was decided just to go to church. So he walked into church and people knew who he was because he was in and out. And a pastor came up to him, and he was the campus pastor. He was a young adults pastor. And he said, hey, Tony, it's so great to see you here today. Will you come to my office? And Tony said, I know about your office. I know there's a couch in your office, and when people sit on that couch, they begin to cry. I ain't going on that couch. I ain't going to your office. But why am I going to your office? Did you catch me smoking behind the building? Did you catch me selling stuff? Like, what did you, Why? He said, I just want you to come to the office. So he scheduled an appointment, came to the pastor's office. The pastor says, have a seat. He says, I'm not sitting on that couch. But Tony sat down, and next thing you know, he began to pour out his heart. Because the truth will set you free. So when he was pouring out his heart, he just said, this has happened in my life. This is where I'm at. He says, almost daily, I consider taking my own life. Almost daily. I have no purpose. And that pastor said, you know what? You might not find healing today. But will you accept Jesus into your heart? And let's go on a journey. 
Let's move forward. Now, I can't help what happened to your mom, but we're going to let it become the past. We're going to remember your mom, but we're going to move forward, and we're going to press on. Tony got involved in groups, different groups, went through the church, graduated. Now he has a beautiful family, and he leads worship as a pastor in Iowa. See, Tony's my stepbrother. I begin to watch God transform his life. Begin to God do such a miracle in his life. Why? Because he forget but remember. But he pressed on. He moved forward. God could use Tony. If God could use me, God could use you. So we just simply bow your heads, close your eyes. Because the first step is know God. Begin to know God. Have a relationship with him. I'm going to ask every single one of us, we're all going to pray a prayer. It's not a special prayer, but it's a prayer that if we mean it, He can do wonders for us. We begin to know God, then we begin to find freedom. Then we begin to discover purpose and make a difference. Will we repeat this after me? Say, dear Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Forgive me for my sins and help me to move forward heal my past and secure my future. Jesus, I love you and thank you for loving me. Thank you for the green light. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer for the first time, I don't want to say, you know what, I'm going to grab a hold of you and I'm going to you know, make you join our church and make you go to Growth Track and make you join a group. But if you raise that hand, if you, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, I want you to raise your hand and say, you know what, I accepted Jesus today at Avenue Church. If that is you, just raise a hand. If that is you, anyone here today, come on, give God a praise. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to sing one more song. We have two planned baptisms for the 11 a.m. But if you want to get water baptized, you're more than welcome to do that. Because for some, that could be our first step. We do this once a month. But you know what? You can say, I'm going to take a step and tell the world that I've accepted Jesus Christ. He's been Lord of my life. So will you stand with me, please? Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to know more details, you can visit our website at avenuechurch.cc or follow us on social media at Avenue LV Church. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next week.